1: To be a masterpiece and to be a work in progress at I think the same time, I that's just the art of falling in love with other. I, I realize that sometimes the only one I can put the so pieces back together is... Is With love and love. Besties, welcome to I Missed Me. If this is your first time listening to I Missed Me, welcome. And if this is not your first time listening to I Missed Me, welcome back. I cannot begin to explain how excited I am for you guys to listen to today's episode. I have with me today Jaden Haley, host from the Busy Yet Pretty podcast, which if you listen to I Missed Me, I am sure that you listen to Busy Yet Pretty as well. Jaden has been one of the nicest, purest souls I've ever met, and since I met her, she has been nothing but kind to me. I am just so grateful for her and for her podcast and for this conversation this was such a genuine and honest and healthy conversation and i am sure that you guys are going to love it and it's going to help a lot of you guys out so i don't want to give too much of a long intro because i can't wait for you guys to listen so without further ado welcome Jaden haley to i miss me hey Jaden, welcome to i miss me i am so excited to have you here today thank you so much for agreeing to come on i miss me um, I just want to start off by if you can give me just a little introduction about yourself, your name, your podcast,
0: and what you do on social media. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jaden. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, I literally adore your episodes and um, I am 19 years old. I live in Los Angeles. And a lot of people don't realize I'm 19, but I am- Oh, you look
1: so much older. Stop, I'm 19. (laughs) How
0: old are you one more time? 19. 19, oh my gosh, amazing. Okay, Mm -hmm. perfect. I live in Los Angeles and um, I'm from San Diego and I have done online school for quite a bit of my life. And now I am pretty much living- to be the best version of myself and living my dream life love with that. self-care and self-love. So, and I'm the host of the Busy Yet Pretty podcast.
1: I love that. Um, which leads me to my first question. You have a pretty successful podcast that's listened uh, th- throughout the world, I'm guessing, and you have thousands of listeners that adore you, like me. <laughs> um, and I just want to ask you, like, what made you, like, ultimately start a podcast? Was it because you started, like, online school or... Yeah, like what made you start a podcast and did you have doubts before starting and what is the best piece of advice because girls and me like every day like I listen to your podcast and I'm so inspired to start mine but I'm like scared of being judged or embarrassed or whatever like what made you start a podcast and what advice can you give to girls that want to start a podcast as well or just posting on social media or whatever. But they don't start because they're
0: like scared of embarrassment or being cringy or whatever. Definitely, definitely, I can totally relate to that feeling. Yes, <laughs> I feel like that's one of the number one topics now for people who want to start anything in life, whether that's a podcast or social media or even a job in general. People are really scared of what other people think. And what ultimately prompted me to start a podcast was my experiences. I feel like even though I'm pretty young, I've had quite a bit of. of quite a bit of experiences in my life, whether that's in school with relationships or my eating disorder. And just seeing how reflecting from how I was back then to now and to seeing the growth, I felt like it was so important for me to share my experience with other people, even if it helps one person, that's enough for me because I just want to help others and show others that you're able to get to your dream life and to your dream version of yourself if you put the work into it and just know it gets better. And like I was saying, it's definitely hard for people to want to start and just kind of like pull the trigger and actually do it. And something that I definitely had doubts with is how I was wanting everything perfect, whether that was the episodes I release or my social media, I'd want everything to look perfect and be perfect. And I realized that was holding me back so much. And the number one thing to do is, Launch fast and perfect later because the minute you launch fast, you can totally just improve as you go. Like, if I go back to my past episodes or my past content that I first posted, I definitely am like, oh gosh, that's kind of embarrassing, but it doesn't matter. Some people liked it, and if I liked it, I just had to put it out there because obviously I like my content a lot more now than I did back then, but like. You have to just launch fast, perfect later, which is the number one thing I would have to say and about being embarrassed or fear of what other people think that's so common and so normal. And I think everyone experiences that, like I said, and I think the number one thing to do is value your own emotions and your own self more than what other people think, because the minute you begin to listen to what your friends say or acquaintances say at school or a job they're going to get to your head and you're going to be nervous. And ultimately you have to think it's you at the end of the day. Who are you going, Who who's going to bed? It's you at the end of the day. You want to go to bed happy and not sad that you're not doing what you want. Something that I always like to think of is, when I'm 80 years old or like 100 years old, am I going to look back and be sad that I never started and just wondered what if I did start? No, I'm going to be happy if at least I tried. Even if it doesn't work out, I tried. So that's definitely the biggest piece of advice I would have to give someone who's nervous on launching.
1: 100% and I totally agree with you. That's something that held me back as well as like trying to be perfect at everything before starting because if not, if 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 and if not like everyone was going to judge me or think it was embarrassing but like people don't care that yes, people like, don't people really don't care as much as you think that they do like we need to humble ourselves a little bit in the most respectful way Our ego, happens, like, right and like it's really not that big of a deal everyone is like dealing with their own things and as you should and like you should deal with yours as well and start whatever you want to start and majority of the people that you know right now you're not gonna even talk to or acknowledge in five ten years so like you really have to prioritize your goals and what you want before someone else because that's what everyone else does like why would you be any different so I love that you say that start start now perfect later than
0: never starting and I love that Definitely. And I love how, what you said, because it's so true, like in five to 10 years, you're most likely not even going to be around the same people you're with, or even if it's your family or something who, you know, you may see them in the future, of course, and be with Mm -hmm. them, but they are going to be supportive regardless. And if they aren't supportive, a lot of times people won't have a lot of faith in you, or will have doubts and once they see success, if you believe in yourself, they're going to go along with you. And I just think that's important to think about as well.
1: 100%. And I want to connect a question. Did you did any people judge you when you started a podcast? Did you have a like any of the people around you, like judge you or like share your content be like she's super cringy or just like selfishness or anything? around you and how did you deal with that? How did you cut that off, Or how did you like, yeah, work on that to like not acknowledge it and like
0: start working on your projects instead? Totally. So I would have to say, I feel like since I was pretty established over social media already, I had a pretty good bed of an audience of like a cushion to support me. And that was like really rewarding that I had that support. But of course, like, I mean, when I started a podcast which is a little over a year now people have already had podcasts but it still wasn't as popular as it is now so it was kind of like me testing the water testing the waters and I feel like some people were like I don't know like are you sure and I was like well and then when people ask you that you're like wait am I sure is this the right move but mm-hmm. I think just ultimately following your intuition and your gut feeling if it's right or not is what matters the most and I would have to go back to like social media. And when I started that, that was definitely a whole different story because it was a few years ago. I was in high school at a private school and people were like, What is this trying to be an influencer with my a thousand followers or less that I had? And I think it's I didn't care that I only had a thousand followers or 500 followers or whatever I had. I just continued to post what I love. And when you continue to do that and block what other people are saying out, which is so hard. I mean, when you go somewhere and someone's trying to critique you, especially someone you're like intimidated by, that's going to affect you kind of a bit. And I think it's important to just keep focusing on what you want and if it's what you want continue doing that because it's going to it's going to show up in the end with hard work and you will always succeed whether that's you growing your channels or you just doing what you love
1: for sure and I think that's super important just focus on yourself like I've noticed that some people will judge you like regardless like whether you're doing good or you're not doing good and some people will start supporting you once you start doing good so it's yeah. like, you'll never be able to please everyone. You'll never be able to be perfect in the eyes of like everybody. So just like work on you, follow your dreams. Like at the end of the day, you're the one that you go to sleep with yourself and no one else. And yeah. that's very important that you said that. Exactly. Uh, let's switch the topic a little bit and let's talk about something that I love, which is manifesting and the law of attraction, which you talk a lot about in your, on your podcast. How and when does the law of attraction walk into your life again? How do you meet manifesting and how has your life changed after meeting gratitude manifesting and the law of
0: attraction? Yeah. So the law of attraction, actually, I was introduced to it pretty young because my dad was sort of into it. And just hearing that when you're younger, you know, you kind of pick up on little things and he was always like, think positive, attract positive. And I really just would always have that ingrained in my head and the same with my mom. But Uh, My mom is so supportive and very much a positive person, but my dad kind of knew about the law of attraction. And I think what I did was kind of when I was younger, just look past it because that word is just a big word. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And then once I became later in high school, transitioning out from private school, to online school, because I had some pretty hard life experiences, I remember my mom always saying like, Think positive, think positive, and I remember that brought me back to when my dad told me about the law of attraction. So I kind of re-entered into that, and I really looked into it around like high around high school. And once I did, I read The Secret, and it's one of the best books I have to say in my life. And I read it; and it completely changed how I view the world. Like I literally, it was a whole new lens on life, and I truly and just so thankful that I learned about it because the law of attraction is not only a mindset but it's how you feel about how you view other things and I think it's so important to realize how much gratitude can impact your life because not only are you being thankful for what you have in your life and acknowledging that but you're also allowing it to attract more things into your life because where energy goes, intention flows. And I think that's so important to remember.
1: I adore that you mentioned the secret because people that listen to this know that I always talk about the secret. I love that. I always talk about the secret, the book, and I don't know if you watched, there's like a Netflix documentary that I watched when I was 13 and it completely changed my life. And I love that you say that like feeling gratitude is so important because people sometimes have this misconception that like manifesting is just like writing down 10 things in a journal and like putting it like underneath your pillow and it's not that at all like it's not about rituals it's not about like thinking or whatever it's about like feeling it's about feeling gratitude and I love that there's a quote that says like the more that you have the more that you will be given and the less that you have even what you have will be taken away which is a, a quote that that um appears on the book which is like the more gratitude that you feel towards things the more things you will receive and the less gratitude that you feel even what you have will be taken away which I know that that you've noticed like throughout your life that you're connected with the secret and the law of attraction
0: manifesting so I love that that you talk about the secret I I love that I love I first of all I love how you're a fellow person who's also read the secret or also like known of the secret Mm and I feel like those who actually take the time to read it or watch it they they understand that mindset a lot. And I just think it's so great how you have. And, um, I completely agree with you. The minute you, even if you have everything in the world, if you start having a very lack of mindset, you will have lack in your life. And Mm -hmm. it, it just, that's how it works. And if you believe you have love, even if you have no love in your life, whether that's with friends, relationships, or just general love, if you have no love in your life, but keep affirming you do, love will walk its way into your life in some like way, shape or form, no matter. And the thing is, I think a lot of people don't realize is it's not an overnight thing, but it, you have to believe it. And once you believe it, you feel fulfilled already as if you already had it. And then subconsciously it goes to work and you mm-hmm. have those things and you don't even realize that, wow, I didn't have those things before because you already believed you did. So I just love how you also agree with that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that a very big mistake that people make is like focus so much and like on what you ask for and the fact that you don't have it. And then you forget about what you do have. And a very big example is like love, like people that don't that are single or having found like a relationship that yet they say, like, I haven't found love. And it's like, you haven't found like a romantic partner, but that's not love. Like your family loves you. Your friends love you. Like there's love all around you. So the fact that you say that you haven't found love will even take that the love that you have, like you're like dishonoring the love that you already have. And like a romantic relationship doesn't mean that you haven't found love. Like you just have to look around you and acknowledge all of the love that you do have and then you start feeling loved and then a romantic partner will come into your life and that's with everything that's with money that's with love that's like with friendships and it's about like feeling more than like just thinking about it or writing it down it's about like feeling
0: I love how you said that it's not just a romantic partner because that's what a lot of people don't realize where (laughs) exactly how you said where people will start to think I don't have any love in my life, but Mm I have a really supportive family. That right there is so much love. Mm -hmm. But yes, maybe you don't have a romantic partner at the time. But that's why I think it's so important to, I know we'll get into self-love, but like to Mm -hmm. direct it back onto you Mm -hmm. rather than find the love that you're lacking and find it from yourself. So anyways, I love how you, how you framed that. And I love that we're talking about this
1: because it leads me to our next question, which is on your podcast, you also talk a lot about self-love and ultimately becoming your dream girl. Um, What detonated to start working on your self-love concept and what were some of your biggest insecurities and what do you do to move past them? And what is the greatest piece of advice that you can give to someone who is trying to fight against their own insecurities and enter like their self-love journey and like becoming their dream girl and they don't necessarily know
0: where to start. Definitely. So my journey with self-love started actually from real, like being aware of the self-hate I was giving myself. Mm -hmm. I think it all stemmed from, I had a really hard time with school from middle, like starting at sixth grade, going up to high school. That was like a really hard time with bullying. And then when I was transitioning out of school and had time for myself, I, I carried that hatred that people had towards me, which wasn't actually hatred towards me is a reflection of themselves. Mm -hmm. But to me, I internalized it a lot where I had hatred for myself then. And I think that's where I had my eating disorder. And then all of a sudden there was just, it was just a domino effect of it just kept getting worse and worse feeling where I had no love for myself. And of course I could, if someone asked me, do you love yourself? I would have been, yeah, of course I love myself, but the question is, do you really love yourself? And the minute you look at yourself in the mirror and you will know if you actually love yourself or not. And I think there was just a switch in my mind where I saw I I'm not the same person as I used to be, nor do I like the person I see in the mirror. And I think that's all where my self love journey started, where I began recovering and I began to switch those situations that I had where people were bullying me into realizing it was a reflection of themselves because surprisingly enough, now those exact same people are now in my DM request now wanting to be my friend and everything. And I just think it's it was just something that's hard to realize when you're young, especially a teen, because it feels like the world's against you when really so many people go through the same things. And I think that's where my self-love journey started where I knew I had to start incorporating self-care and that's a thing for people who want to start self-care and who are going to start their self-love journey but don't know where to start the number one thing is to do self-care and it's people think of facials getting your nails done Mm -hmm. and it's not just that of course that's a form of self-care but it has, it can be free. It can be giving yourself a hug, complimenting yourself in the mirror, or literally just nourishing yourself with food. And there's so many little ways of self-care that doesn't cost a penny. Or if you do, let's say I have the funds to, um, incorporate, you know, some extra things of self-care do that as well. And I just think prioritizing time for self-care and independence is so important.
1: I love that you say that. And I have, i also feel like people have this misconception that self-love means looking at yourself in the mirror and being like oh my makeup looks good today I'm so pretty but blah, 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 blah. like bad bombs and like whatever but like self-love is like being there for yourself when no one is yeah. like crying yourself to sleep because you're heartbroken and being there for yourself and convincing yourself that everything is going to get better like self-love is like an actual like relationship with yourself is like taking the time to get to know yourself to set boundaries to stick to those boundaries to know when to say no like that's self-love it's not just about like doing your makeup or like dressing pretty taking pictures and people think that that is and then you ask someone like do you love yourself like yeah i do i'm so pretty whatever but like are you there for yourself when no one is like are you there for yourself when you have to set boundaries are you there for yourself when like someone is trying to disrespect you and you like you have to say no like are you there for yourself And if the answer is no, then you do have to work on your self-love because like someone that loves you would never disrespect you. So like, don't disrespect yourself, you know?
0: I love how you framed that because that was just perfect about looking in the mirror and versus like taking photos and people think, (laughs) oh, photos, you can get influencer or any, or any celebrity thinking, oh, they love themselves because they display they love themselves but a lot of times it can just be a mask on and that's the thing it has to do with are you there with for yourself and I love how you said that because it's ultimately are you there for yourself at the end of the day are you are you valuing yourself and do you see your value in you do you see your worth because the minute you don't see your worth and your value that's when other people will even you'll be you'll be portraying to other people that you don't and other people will treat you that way you Mm -hmm. have to love yourself and really go on that self-love discovery and finding what is meant for you and the life you're meant to live. And the minute you begin to have that self-love for yourself, everything changes in the world. It's, it's how you handle situations, how everything, because for instance, if you aren't loving yourself and you get into a relationship again, a direct cliche, but how can you love someone else? If you don't love yourself, but I think it ultimately If someone's disrespecting you and you don't love yourself, you're going to accept that disrespect Mm -hmm. and be okay with it just to have that person rather than I love myself so much that I'm not going to accept that from someone. So I think it all has to do with the minute you begin valuing yourself, your life's going to change and other people are going to treat you differently too.
1: And I love that you say that because I've always said like, if you don't love yourself, you don't know what love is. So anyone that walks into your life is going to set the definition of love for you. Um, Like if you don't love yourself and someone gives you the bare minimum and tells you that they love you, then you're going to think that that's love.
0: Yes, because exactly. you're
1: not because you don't know how it feels. So I think that that's the self-love is really the base of life of how you carry yourself and the relationships that you attract and it sounds super cliche and like I know that people are just like tired of hearing it from everyone but like it, it goes so much like deeper than than just like loving yourself it's like it sets your standards your boundaries your relationships like it's everything that happens around you is based on how much love and respect you have for yourself
0: I love that exactly how you said it. that's perfect
1: um let's move on to our next question which I want to ask you
0: first have you been through heartbreak I have actually, I would say pretty recently within uh, coming up not too long from a year ago. So definitely still pretty fresh. I would say, even though it's not a month ago, I would say a year is still because the recovery process and everything. So I definitely have experienced heartbreak before. And I think heartbreak looks different for many different situations, whether that's with a family member, a friend or Uh a relationship. And I think, and I experienced a very hard heartbreak from a relationship. Mm-hmm. So yes, I have experienced it. How are you doing? <laughs> I am doing great. And I think it's crazy to reflect because, you know, your life can change so fast and not expect things. And I'm sure you experienced lots of heartbreak before too, and know the feeling of how hard it is to move past stuff. But I definitely experienced lots of heartbreak from um, my past situation so I'm doing great now though was it your first heartbreak it was okay so I did have a let's say a heartbreak but it wasn't a true heartbreak and I think you know when it's true heart yeah <laughs> the healing process it's so it's so much longer so, I know <laughs> exactly. I'm like because I've had a situation where you know you you like someone you really care for someone but For instance, I wasn't dating this one person, but I really did like them. And when things didn't work out, I felt, quote, heartbroken. And that's what I thought heartbreak was until I had actually got into a relationship with someone who I loved with all of my heart, who I was planning to move in with, spend the rest of my life together, life planned out and so in love with that person. And then when that's all gone, that was like, wait. I this is heartbreak Th- that was not heartbreak before but this is heartbreak and I think everyone knows when it's actually heartbreak or not For
1: sure. and I think we have the same story because like I went through like a situation like a very long situationship that like when it ended it like it really hurt but yeah. then I, I, I went through like an actual breakup and then I was like okay like that was not that was nothing like I would go a hundred times through that than like go through a breakup because they're completely different so I think that we have like similar stories which I love because we can relate Um, how did heartbreak impact you as a person what did you learn about relationships and about yourself and how did you grow from it and what is the best piece of advice that you can give to someone navigating through a breakup
0: so I definitely learned from my past heartbreak is that it was so important what I did and I stuck to my word. Is when I went into my relationship, I was pretty young at the time, but um I went into my relationship my relationship. Telling myself, no matter what, I'm going to schedule self-love. Besties,
1: I would have never imagined having and owning a business until I found Shopify. I've told you the story before. When I was 17, I decided to start my clothing brand and I was only able to make it because I found Shopify. Seriously, besties, selling and having an online store is so easy just because of Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person pos system wherever and whatever you're selling shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms besties seriously i could not recommend shopify more i would have never imagined having the business that i have you guys know that i sell hoodies it's called i miss me project now but It's all because of Shopify. It is so easy to use and I am someone who's really really bad with technology believe it or not so I love Shopify. It's just super easy to use, so easy to design, to sell, and to ship. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash All lowercase, go to shopify.com slash now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, besties at shopify.com slash and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify. Besties, who is a fan of cowboy boots like me? Tecovas is my new favorite boot brand because they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage bootmaking. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort style and service. Their western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time honored individual steps. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the bootmaking capital of the world, the Mexico. Tecovas is western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe western staples. Besties, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, then you should pull on a pair of Tecovas. You will see, they will become your new favorite footwear. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable western goods right to your door. Visit Tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west again. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S to get your new pair of cowboy boots. Thank you so much, Tacovas, for sponsoring today's episode.
0: And time for myself, self-care time for myself. Whether that's independence, um, dates with myself, just time alone, so that there is no codependence that will ever happen. And I know I, I actually am someone who is pretty independent myself naturally, but of course it's my first relationship. So I was like, whatever happens, I, I may fall in love with this person, but if there's a moment where they begin to disrespect me and they prove over actions that they are not respecting my boundaries and how I am as a person, then I have to stick to my word and I love myself enough to let them go. And it doesn't mean you have to hate the person. You just have to Love yourself enough to know what you're worth. And if you step back and look at someone who has no respect for themselves and someone who has respect for themselves, you're going to see two different situations. And a lot of the times, for instance, you can state your feelings on how you feel about things and you can state how your boundaries and just honest, like regular, typical respect that you deserve. But obviously, if someone's not showing up, it depends on how you love yourself. Do you love yourself enough to say, Mm -hmm. I am sorry, this is not the relationship for me? Or do you love yourself enough to say, or do you not love yourself and say in that relationship, I'm going to accept it because I want to be with this person?
1: I love that. And like, you cannot change a person. Like, you can't change a person. The only person that you can change is yourself and and they're the role that they play in your life. And I feel like we lose ourselves so much. Like I lost myself trying to change someone. And now that I went through like my healing process, now I realize like that person was never going to change. And if they changed, it was not going to be because of me. It was going to be because they had to make that decision. Because if you think about like the situations where you change, it's not because of someone like no one has ever made me change. Like no one has ever changed me. They've, they have made me realize that I have to change and I make that decision for myself, but no one has ever like changed me. I have changed myself. So it's the same thing with like your significant other, or if you're like going through a breakup, you can't change a person. And that's like super
0: important to understand. I love how you said that because it's so true because the minute you try to change someone else, you lose yourself in the process. And that's definitely something that I think a lot of people experience where they're like, you know, maybe we can make this work if you change this. So you keep trying to change the person, but as you're doing that, if they're not wanting to change and you keep trying to change them, you're going to lose yourself in the process. And they ultimately are still not wanting to change. Same with a lot of people who talk about therapy or couples therapy. When, if, if your partner doesn't want to go, doesn't want to go, you can't keep forcing him because it's honestly it's not gonna, ha- it's not gonna be authentic. And it's not gonna be real. It's when someone is ready to do something themselves, it will happen. But if they're not ready to change, then it's not the right time, you know? A hundred
1: percent. How has your view on relationships changed if it did? And like, what are you going to do different in your next
0: relationship? Definitely. I think, let's see. Honestly, I feel like, Reflecting, I actually handled my relationship and breakup pretty well, and I wouldn't go back even and change certain things. But there's definitely things now going into a relationship I would look for that I didn't before. For instance, in my situation, I think I would be. It's so hard because it's like you you think, you know. Um, I'm trying to think. So it really depends. I feel like it just is really important to look what you truly want. And I truly was with someone who I loved so dearly. And I think no matter what, even if that person has done you wrong and has really disrespected you or even whatever happened in your relationship, whether you were broken up with or whether you broke up with someone, I think it's okay to still love what you had and love that person deep down. But no matter what, realize your worth is not, you have enough value and worth for yourself or you're not going to accept something that's disrespecting you. Even if you love them as a person, you can't allow that into you because the moment you begin allowing things that aren't respectful to you, it's going to drag you down. And I think going into a new relationship, I... I mean, I'm not looking for anyone anytime soon. I think the best thing is, and I've always been this way, is when the time's right, the time's right. And when it's the right person, it's the right person. So I'm not someone who, which is not wrong to at all, but I'm not someone who necessarily scouts out people. And I think when the right person comes into my life, it's the right time and it was meant to be. But I think I'm definitely going to make sure to look for maturity levels and stuff because I think sometimes like whatever age someone's at it doesn't matter it mm-hmm. depends on maturity and i think 100% yeah exactly and i think whatever age you're at yourself you could be really mature or really immature and i tend to think i'm more of a mature person so i would try to hope that it's a really mature person as well i would try to look for those traits because you know if you're going to something that it's like a mature person and an immature person it's going to be like, it's just not going to work, you know? So I think it's really good to look for what you truly want deep down as a person and not settle. And I'm not saying they need to be picture perfect because of course you're not going to be picture perfect to someone else, but you have to, basically find the outline of what you're wanting and if that's the right person that walks into your life that has those factors then that's great but if you're trying to again like you were saying change the person don't think it's going to be a positive outcome because it's not always going to work
1: 100% and I I like one of the biggest things that I realized is that love is not enough sometimes like love is not everything in a relationship because you can love someone so much like with your whole heart but if you're not compatible it's not gonna last and like that's ultimately what happened to me like we loved each other so much like we had so much love for each other but then like as time went by we started realizing how how like little we had in common like we were not compatible at all And like we liked two completely different things and like when we tried to introduce each other to our likes we clashed and like it, may, it makes you realize that like love is not enough. And for me, like the ultimate definition of love is that it's unconditional because mm-hmm. if not, it's attachment. Yes. Um, but if you love someone, it's like, I love you so much to a point where if it's with me or without me, I want to see you succeed. So I'm going to let you go because that's what you want. Like, that's what I learned about love. Like, love is not obsession and love is not attachment and love is being able to let someone go while still loving them but like wishing them the best whether it's like with or without you
0: definitely I love how you said that because it's exactly what you're saying how love is unconditional and it's almost a given I mean the relationship you're in of course you should love the person and that's a given you should love who you're with and they should love you but if it's not working out or if there's different or maybe their boundaries are different than yours. And that's okay. If their boundaries are not with yours or they don't want to respect your boundaries, but that's just not the person for you. And same with you can love a lot of things, but are you going to respect a lot of things? For instance, you can love your house. You can love your friends and you can love your family, but do you, you it's a respect thing because yeah, you may love something, but do you respect it? So if they're just loving you and not respecting who you are and respect respecting your wishes, again that's not going to work. So I think it's really important to look at not only the love aspect, like you were saying, but more: are you compatible and are you being respected?
1: And if you love yourself, like does that person love themselves like you do? Because okay. I feel like I was with someone that didn't necessarily know what he wanted or that had like respect or love like for himself or like, or I didn't. And that's where we we clashed because we relied on each other for love instead of like having that by ourselves first and just sharing that. We just like relied on each other. And then like when we broke up, I was like left with nothing because I didn't have love like inside me. So it's like about like loving yourself first and making sure that the person you're with loves themselves like you do so that you don't have to rely on each other for love but you can like share the love that you already feel
0: for yourselves definitely Um, I love how you said that because it's exactly what I was saying before where the minute you become codependent on someone or codependent on something you're going to be left with heartbreak whatever it is a relationship or not you have to have that self-love, self value, and self-worth for yourself. So if something were to happen, you're not feeling empty. You're not being left with nothing because if you continue doing those little self-love um and self-care little like techniques and get that out of your toolkit, always continue doing that. You're not going to be left empty feeling at the end of the day if something were to happen.
1: What is the best advice that you can give to someone who's freshly out of a breakup that's like, you know, how it feels just like crying yourself to sleep like every single night feeling like it's never going to get better you're never going to find someone better like it's the end of your lo- of your life you're going to be single forever like because that's what you feel when you um first are first going through a breakup so what advice can you give to someone who's like navigating through their first breakup
0: definitely breakup? definitely so I would have to say is spend time alone. And I know that sounds really weird. And a lot of people don't think that should be the answer because a lot of people think go with your friends, go do this. But as what I think a lot of us do is we will seek out other things to keep Mm -hmm. us occupied, to prevent us from being alone with our emotions. I think the best thing to do is hit it hard and just straight on, which is sit with your sit with yourself and realize how you're feeling. And I think It's such a good thing and it's a beautiful thing to realize how you're feeling and realize what you're going through, because the minute you keep seeking out to go hang out with friends or go to parties or whatever you're doing, that's just putting a bandage on it because you're not actually touching base with how you feel. And same with if you go look back at your breakup and let's say you're that person who's ready to go back and be like, you know what? It's okay. You know, I'll accept that from you or whatever. You want to go back to that relationship. You have to realize that actions speak louder than words. And even if you're craving answers from someone, for instance, I, in my relationship, even though I was the one who broke up with the person I was with, you still have for whatever this person did or however the situation was. I, um, for anyone who's hearing this, I think it's so important to realize answers don't necessarily need to be verbal answers. Sometimes no answer is enough answer itself. And I think that's something that I really had to learn to deal with because I would want to understand exactly why did this happen? Why did you do this to me? All these little things where instead of if I'm receiving no clear answers, I need to just leave it at that. And because no answer is an answer itself. So I think that was really something I had to think about. And I think anyone who is navigating a breakup should really just sit time alone with themselves don't wait on trying to figure out what happened and just let it go and I know that's so cliche and so hard to actually think about but the minute you let it go and sit with your emotions and accept how you're feeling deep down is where the healing process begins
1: and I love that you talk about like answers because it ultimately means closure And Mm -hmm. a lot of people wait to start healing until they have enough closure. But if you constantly seek for closure, it's never going to be enough. You're always going to want more answers and why and why and why and the why to the why to the why. And it's like you can give closure to yourself by understanding that it ended. It ended. Like it ended for whatever reason it was, it ended. And you don't need any type of like explanation or understanding. You just need acceptance that's when you can start healing. Like you're not going to start healing after closure because closure is just going to give you an explanation of why it ended, but ultimately
0: it ended. I love how you said that. That's the closure and you kind of have to accept the reality, even though it's harsh. You Mm -hmm. have to accept that, yes, this is what happened and what's meant to be always happens. And I know it's like for anyone who is going through a breakup or is in the process of their healing journey of it, I think it's so important to remember that everything happens for a reason because if I look back at my breakup when I had broken up with someone who I love so unbelievably much, I would have thought I I was supposed to move to a new city with them. And I think that it's crazy because I had only envisioned it with them. And now I am living in the city that I dreamed of living in. I'm living my dream life. I'm doing every single thing that I would, I thought was only going to happen kind of with them because we were like partners and like each other's supporters. And I think it's so important to realize any single plans you had with someone, you can do the exact same thing even more with yourself. And I think it's really important to realize that also don't try to seek out attention from other people or other things. Like I said, to fill that void, like, accept that you have that void. Like I was heartbroken, but I also realized okay, it's time to buckle up and really get down on all the self-care I can do for myself. Like, I really have to go times 10 right now because I'm sad, you know, I'm not happy, but I'm not going to go put a bandage on it by doing little temporary things that are going to keep me from not touching base with how I really feel, which is sad. And I think it's okay to accept when you're sad. It's great because when you keep saying, oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine that's just going to leave you with a harder hit one day that you are heartbroken. So I just think going day by day and realizing your emotions are a beautiful thing because even though I, I think time does heal, but I think no matter what, you can still have certain emotions. Like it's a year later almost. And I'm still like, wow, that was sad that this happened, but you know what? It all worked out because look at where I am now versus where I was a year ago so I think it's really important to think of
1: that 100% and I don't think that people should put pressure on how much time is taking them to heal because that's what I did like I went through a breakup and I tried distracting myself because it was hurting so much that I was like I can't like I can't feel this right now like I'll just like distract myself or like go to school whatever go out with my friends and like not think about it but then nine ten a year later it was still hurting and I'm like why is this still hurting because you didn't deal with it when it first happened so I feel like just like feel as soon as possible in order to heal because it's gonna hit you eventually and there is no better feeling than being healed and then look back at the situation with love and like understanding of why it happened like I grew so much I have so many things now and like that I would not be the person that I am today if that wouldn't have happened so you always end up understanding why it happened once you've healed And there is no better feeling than like being healed, but you can't heal unless that you feel. So it's like
0: everything is a process. Exactly. And I love how you said that we're looking back and reflecting. You don't realize at the moment when you Mm -hmm. break up that this is meant for the the right purpose. And this is meant to happen because at that moment you're like, no, that was the person for me. I'm never going to find someone like this again. No, this like is the one. And yeah, Mm -hmm. feelings are so valid. And I feel like, And many people feel that way, but the moment you actually look back a while later and take time to heal and stuff, you're going to realize, oh my gosh, like that was meant to happen. And you know what, who knows for the person you had broken up with, maybe that you guys will end up together at the right time again. But it takes, I think a lot with growing, like I'm not the same person I was a year ago, nor is Like, nor does the person I was with know who I am now. And I think it's so important because you may end up with that person again in the future, or you may find the other perfect person for you. But I think ultimately it's so good to just reflect on your self love and self growth that you've had throughout that healing process.
1: And that's why like detachment is so important because breakups are ultimately like a win win. Like, you either end up with the person after like taking time to each other for like for each other to like learn and grow and heal or you realize that that's not the person for you and like both of those are are a win-win but like you have to detach from the situation and understand that because it's a win-win and only good things can come out of this I'm going to focus on myself
0: exactly and you have to give it time too you can't just rush and be like okay well my life's not looking good right now so obviously this wasn't meant to happen I'm gonna go back to the relationship you have to think like hold on. Like you have to give things time and really just feel content within yourself. Because when you actually feel content within yourself and give it time that way, you're going to see why it was meant to happen regardless. So I just love how you frame that.
1: 100%. And it takes me to our last question, which is what does healing mean to you?
0: Healing means to me is being internally content, with myself. And I think it has to do with a lot with being codependent because I naturally was a very independent person, but I think anyone can feel certain codependent feelings. And the minute you become codependent on something or someone is when it becomes hard to actually feel healed. So for instance, at the end of the day, if you were to strip everything away you're codependent on, are you gonna be happy with yourself looking in the mirror? Oh, wow, I if yeah, if the answer is no, then you have some work to do. And I think it's really hard for people to accept because one, people don't want to take the time and two, they like to deny it. And I think when you actually understand and actually acknowledge that, wait, I think I'm like, not really happy with myself. I'm not actually healed is when you have to dedicate that time. And just the importance of prioritizing time with your friends, it's, a priority to prioritize time with yourself. And a lot of people think, Oh, a date, you want to go get ready and go prioritize that time. It's in your schedule. Same with, if it's you time with yourself, literally schedule out that time, make it as if you are a priority. You have to put yourself on a pedestal and not put other things and other people on a pedestal and realize It's you at the end of the day and what is going to help you because the minute you heal yourself, you're actually going to make an impact on other people, on other people's lives, how you treat them and how just everything. So I just think it's so important to look at yourself in the mirror, really ask yourself if everything I love and everything I am codependent on is stripped away. Am I happy with the person I am looking at in the mirror right now?
1: I love that. I love that you said that. And that's also helping me as well to like do that self work and be like, am I actually healed or am I just like distracted or Mm -hmm. in like denial, like you said, because a lot of people are in denial or just like distracted and don't want to put in the work because healing means pain, like healing is painful. And a lot of people don't want to go through healing because of the pain, but like pain makes you grow. And the point of life is to grow. And also I think that it's very important to prioritize peace above everything else, like above happiness or above like everything else because happiness at the end of the day is an emotion and emotions come and go just like sadness or whatever. But like peace, if you have peace, you have everything. Peace with what happened, peace with what didn't, who is in your life, who's not. Like peace means, like it means healing.
0: Definitely and- love how you said, um healing is painful because i think a lot of people don't like to be uncomfortable and it's exactly. nobody no one likes to be uncomfortable no one likes to go ahead first into feeling their emotions but that's why i think it's so important like you were saying is having peace is so so rewarding where once you actually get over that hump of feeling uncomfortable and actually touch base with how you feel is when the healing process begins. And that's the truth. You can't just be all of a sudden happy. And I think a lot of people after breakups or after, you know, anything that happens in their life, whether it's like an eating disorder or whatever, like relating to my past experiences and stuff, like I, I'm not just, I couldn't have just put a smile on because I did that for a while. For, for instance, my eating disorder and my problems I had at school and stuff where I kind of just. Put a thumbs up to it instead of actually feeling the emotions. And once I actually was like, I'm gonna prioritize how I'm feeling, and you know, I'm not. I'm gonna feel uncomfortable. I'm gonna feel in pain thinking of what happened. But the minute I actually touch base with it is when the healing process starts. And luckily, I had those experiences where when I went to the breakup, I instantly knew like. I'm going to, I'm going to go head on with this. I'm going to literally sit with my thoughts, not even go on my phone and really think about how I feel. I'm going to journal. I'm going to do everything because, and all those little things added up into being such a successful, like recovery from a breakup. And that can be for any situation. And like I said, it time, yes, time heals, but of course you, yes, definitely time heals. But I think it's still that you're able to look back years later, even, and still have emotions towards those situations and towards those incidences where it's okay to feel sad sometimes about them. But I think overall, your happiness is going to outweigh the sadness and your peace is going to outweigh any pain that you may be reflecting on.
1: 100% thank you so much for that. And for this episode, Jane, thank you so much for coming on. I'm mean, so grateful for you for your podcast and for this conversation. I love these type of conversations. And I know that People who listen to I Miss Me are going to love it as well. Thank you so much Um, for
0: having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Of course,
1: and I'll let you know whenever I'm in LA so we can meet in prison. Hopefully one day you definitely let me know when you're in Florida.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I'll have to have you on the show once you're in the area. So,
1: Um, If you can just, again, remind people where they can find you on social media, your ad, your personal ads, your podcast, where everywhere where they can find you. I'll like link everything as well in the description, but just.
0: Yes. So I am Jaden Haley on Instagram, J-A-D-Y-N-H-A-I-L-E-Y-Y. And I'm the host of the Busy Yet Pretty podcast, which is a wellness self-love podcast here to help you become the best version of yourself. So thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure talking with you and I'm so excited for the future with you. You have so much going for you and I actually was scrolling on TikTok the other day <sighs> and multiple times, actually, your videos are popping up and I was saving it to my Healthy Mindset collection. So, so cute.
1: Thank you so I much. You.
0: Of course. Thank, thank, you, thank you so much.
1: much. Thank you so much for this conversation again. Um, go follow, go listen to um, this yet pretty podcast that I love. Thank you. That's it for today's episode, besties. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Like I said, I adore Jaden. I hope you loved her as much as I do. All of her socials and the link to her podcast are going to be in the bio of this episode if you guys want to go listen to Busy You're Pretty as well. Don't forget to follow me on social media at I Missed Me Podcast on Instagram and TikTok at Mafia Azules on Instagram, TikTok, Mafia Azules on YouTube. And I also have a clothing brand, Madly the Brand on Instagram, Madly the Brand official on TikTok, MadlytheBrand.com. And I will see you guys next Tuesday. With love, Mafia.